I'm Pastor Wayne Eichsved from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Spokane Valley, Washington. Greetings from the West. Come with me to a wilderness outside by Mount Horeb. We'll go to a place of a bush that is burning, but not being consumed. And let's listen in on a conversation between God and Moses. We're going to look at selected verses beginning in Exodus chapter 3. And it is specifically in Moses and God's conversation where God is calling him to be the leader of his people out of Egypt. The Lord said, I have certainly seen the misery of my people in Egypt. Come now, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? God said, I will certainly be with you. Moses said, If I go and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What should I say? God said, I am who I am. Go gather the elders of Israel together and tell them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, has appeared to you. They will listen to your voice. But Moses responded, What if they do not believe me and do not listen to my voice, but instead say, The Lord has not appeared to you? And then God gave Moses the three signs. The, the rod turning into a serpent, his hand put inside and turning leprous, and then also the water to blood. But Moses said, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, either in the past or more recently, or even since you started speaking to your servant, for my mouth and tongue are slow and clumsy. The Lord said to him, Who made a mouth for people? But he said, Please, Lord, send someone else. And the Lord's anger burned against Moses and then told him that he would send Aaron to be his helper. Through all of this, we certainly understand Moses didn't want to go. But what Moses missed was when God calls, he also equips. We can can sympathize with Moses. He was looking at it from a human standpoint, all the reasons not to go, all the things that he could not do or felt he couldn't do. But again, God's truth was, if God calls, he equips. There are a lot of things that look like cannots according to human reason. Imagine, would a holy, righteous, almighty God send a savior, his son no less, to be the savior of his rebellious creatures? No, that can't happen. Not according to human wisdom, but it did happen because of God's grace. Fishermen, uneducated men, standing up in front of the ruling council and opposing them and refusing to follow their command to stop talking about a preacher from Nazareth? No, can't happen. But it did, because God gave those fishermen the words to speak and the boldness to do it. A church body the size of the CLC, having a high school, college, seminary campus such as we do, all the foreign affiliates, all the opportunities we have to share the gospel, no way. But yes, our can'ts, God makes into absolutely possible accomplishments because when the Lord calls, he equips. The devil, on the other hand, deals in cannots. And go back all the way to the Garden of Eden, the very first sin. Remember, God said to Adam and Eve, here, you have this garden. You may freely eat from every tree except one. Don't eat from that and show your love and obedience to me by not doing that. When the devil came, he didn't focus on all that God had given. The devil instead said, Eve, did God really say you can't eat from all the trees of the garden? 
The devil deals in the can'ts. He wants us to focus on what we don't have and can't do. And if our focus turns on what we don't have and can't do, it sucks the gratitude, thanksgiving, and contentment right out of our lives. Because when we're focused on the can'ts, we don't see God's abundance and blessing. For Moses, focusing on the can'ts and all of his reasons not to go and all the what-ifs became excuses. Sometimes that works. If we get stuck on the cans, it's an excuse to not do something that we are called to do. The cans could lead to or be a component of depression. I can't do what someone else is doing. I can't or don't have what someone else has. And that leaves me feeling down, left out. Remember, if God calls, he equips. And if he hasn't given me particular gifts or opportunities, that's okay. Because he's called me to something different. The can'ts can lead to jealousy and anger. We might even become so angry we take matters into our own hands. It can lead to doubting God. All those things and more. And that's why the devil loves the can'ts. He wants you to focus, like Moses did, on all the things that are lacking. Instead of looking, as scripture leads us, to look on all that God has done. Beginning with the biggest of our salvation and all the earthly blessings. If God calls, he equips God was, in the words that we have read, calling Moses to an actual office of sorts, the leader of his people out of Egypt. We have the public ministry calls. Interestingly enough, 30-some years ago, I would have been sitting right over there as a sophomore in high school, and in no part of any intent or dream would I have ever envisioned this scenario this morning. As a high school and sophomore, no way. If God would have come to me like he did to Moses, I would have been very Moses-like. You know, God, I love science and math. I think you need to try again and find something else, not the pastoral ministry. To which he could have very easily explained, I created science and math too. They are wonderful, aren't they? But you can enjoy them in a different field. Yes, but God, to be in the pastoral ministry, I hear you have to learn Greek and Hebrew, and I struggle with English. Don't worry, God could have said. I will provide excellent teachers. Okay, God, but I'm shy and not very outgoing. I think this won't work. You need to find somebody else. To which God could have become angry, like he did with Moses, and rightly rebuked me, but also said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. It applies beyond a formal call into an office, just to our other callings. Not everybody will be called into the public ministry, but we are all called into various aspects and roles, vocations in life. You right now have the call of students and children in your family and others as well. Whatever our callings may be, God does not call us into them without equipping us. He told Moses, I will, I'm calling you for this task. I'm giving you everything you need. And he promises to do the same for us. And it isn't just our vocation and our job. It's all the things that God allows into our lives and calls us to do. We might be called upon to face a period of real struggle. We might be called upon to face a particular disease or health issue. And when the Lord calls us into this time of struggle, allows these things to come into our lives, he promises to equip us. When God calls, he equips. 
So the Apostle Paul, sitting in prison, writing to the Philippians, was able to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not all things that I want to do. It's not a a wide open license. Hey, I get to do anything I want. God's going to enable me to do what I want and pursue my flesh. No, that would be sin. But all things to which God calls me, he will enable me to do them. This is a wonderful place to be. We wake up each morning and can say, I'm a baptized child of God. I have this rich blessing spiritually and physically from my father. I can go forward and whatever the day may bring, and I won't know the details, whatever the day may bring, I can do all things through Christ who has redeemed me and strengthens me. And then our prayer is as we enter into the day, Heavenly Father, make your strength evident and prosper it even in my weakness. Amen. Continue with him 400, the first three stanzas and verse 6. 400, 1 to 3 and 6. Mm-hmm. 